0: Uh, what is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. As we do every Thursday, let's figure out what DJ hasn't turned on yet. Yeah, okay, it's everybody's favorite show. <laughs> I don't know why I can't seem to wrap my head around my new setup. I think it's, I think it's just because I've done it the old way this so much, and I don't want to sound like that guy, you know, like, oh, my way back in the day, we, like, I'm not that, like, I'm literally going from putting in no effort to this show to putting in some effort into this show, and, uh, as anyone will tell you, as you go from zero to one is the hardest step, uh, as opposed to going from one to, uh, one to three, yeah. <clears throat> I think everything's recording. I, um, uh... Yeah. So, unfortunately, and I don't mean to start with unfortunately, but unfortunately, I have a have a bit of announcement to read. But, well, I just screw with your heads with that one for a minute. Let's get on to uh, regular business, shall we? All right. Uh, you are watching uh, the Top 20, if you're watching, if you're listening, you're listening to the Hard Rock Lunchbox, they are one and the same, they're just uh, only slightly different, you know, kind of like race, right? <laughs> we- suppose we could talk about that a little later, uh, the brand new Top 20 is out, um, it's where I talk a little bit about uh, bio-individuality and stuff like that. Um, And my uh, very much fun time whenever I have gotten fast food from like Wendy's late at night, my experience with their big meaty buns, a positive message, blah, 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 blah. And uh, we talked a lot about the breakfast club and how totally on point that. Movie was and all that other stuff, but it's out now. I would appreciate if you give it a look. I'll try and share it later today or maybe over the weekend. And uh, looks and likes and subscribes are always appreciated. So thank you for that. Also on Strangerhood TV, you can check out the full interview of uh, Rob Jacobs on Bacon Is My Podcast. Also, I guess we're heading into April now, so Bacon Is My Podcast is dumping two bacon's a week. Uh, they've got Lauren from uh, Beard All po- Beard Owl Podcast. And uh, Haley Michelle, who I don't know who she is. She's the paranormal princess. Uh, Check that out. I will give that a look um, probably over the weekend after things settle down from my show. Speaking of which, my show is tomorrow night, uh, April 1st. I know, April Fool's Day. It's bananas. I assure you it is quite real was actually kind of in a bit of a slump for ticket sales on that. I appreciate everyone that stepped up and bought them over the past couple of days. Uh, I didn't know what to quite make of it. Uh, I've never played at Stereo Garden. I never even played there when it was the Emporium. Uh, so I just didn't know if the venue itself had you know, some of that Long Island stink on it, which I know it did as the Emporium. But... I wasn't sure what was what, so. Um, but it looks like more and more people are going, and that's great. I know it's hard for my, my guys to, to draw people out that far. It's like a 45-minute to an hour-long trip from Long Beach to, to Patchogue, so it's a good grab. I mean, I'm glad they were able to get some, and looks like we're going to have a good show. looks like we might even sell out of tickets, which would be uh, awesome. Something I, I figured we would do, but it just didn't look like it was happening. But that's tomorrow night. At uh, Stereo Garden in Patchogue on Long Island, and we'll be playing with uh, Pathmaker, uh, Path, Stonehenge, Magus Beast, and, of course, Osmosis New York, which is, like, apparently the preeminent uh, Ozzy Osbourne tribute band uh, in in New York. I, I don't honestly know where those rankings come from. I'm just telling you what they told me, so... Uh, I know I'm looking forward to singing along with a little Ozzy, man, just belting out some crazy train or whatever. So I think that's going to be fun. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, I think last week, it does look like it's going to be the last local show uh, for Revel 9 for a little while. Um, and that doesn't mean we have plans to do others. I mean, we have something for Queens uh, kind of on the calendar in the summer. We just don't, we have other stuff that we're going to be working on. Uh, and we do have uh, kind of like special thing that we're going to be building so stay tuned for that as soon as i have some official dates and stuff i will absolutely tell you guys first uh because honestly i'm gonna need a whole lot of your help and that is going to be a whole show in and of itself just like me talking about the way things are working with the band these days and why we're doing what we're doing and all that other stuff uh before i read my announcement though about the show tomorrow night and it's important um I, I do want to point out something else. Uh, I did not optimize this show like we know that. I have this new Logitech camera. I refuse, I refuse to optimize because you don't own me, Logitech. That's what it is. I don't know if that's the same tack that, like, anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers take, but, like, you can't tell me what to put in my body. Well, you can't tell me what to put in my laptop either. Also, I... I'm not going to reverse engineer a four-year-old laptop to put a USB 3 in there. That just seems ridiculous. However, as I was just completely screwing around looking for a button the other uh, this morning, uh, the other day, <laughs> it feels like a whole other day, I found this. So Logitech, the software, and you can't see this. You're just going to have to take my word for it. Um, Logitech software has, I should have brought a mirror, has something called auto framing. And I didn't know what it was, so I turned it on and I tried it out. Now, this is going to be something for the top 20 for next week, or if you're watching it for currently. Uh, But I'm, I'm just as curious. I'm very curious, so I'm going to try it out. Basically what it does, when you turn on auto framing like I just did, it pushes in and zooms in on me, which I believe the whole world could do without. But it does that so it can maintain the entire field of view, so it can do stuff like track me if I move, like over here. So if I move over there it's going to track and zoom and if I move back over here really quick oh I'm over here now I could go up and I could go down and it just follows me around which I think would probably be the most distracting and annoying thing I could do as a host which kind of makes it appealing got to kind of admit but uh, I am trying not to be no 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 I am I am trying to not be an annoying radio host. It just comes naturally, so I don't need any help, honestly. So I'm going to turn that shit off, and we're going to go back to normal, because that's the way we do it here, old school. I do actually hope that worked, (laughs) because that would be kind of funny to see. All right, on to some business. I do have a statement I must read, and this affects... um, This affects the show over the weekend, all right? So, please, if you're planning on going to the show this weekend, I want you to pay close attention. (sighs) This Saturday, my family and I are going to stand together to cheer on the Tar Heels as the team has made it to the Final Four. As a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the year, but to have them match up in the Final Four... uh, Blah, 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 blah. I appreciate you To give up your Saturday night plans with us so that I can have this moment with my family and sports community. Of course, I'm kidding. I'm literally making fun of somebody else because that is what we do here on the show. Yeah. Eric Church, who I didn't think was a douche until now, is apparently a huge douche. He has canceled his uh, Saturday night show so that he can watch uh, North Carolina and Duke play in a basketball game. Yeah, I agree. It's a very important basketball game. Uh, It is the finals of March Madness. It's a big deal. Um, Would I cancel a sellout show so that I could go watch a basketball game? Nope. I am somebody that believes in the fans that have put me where they have put me. And no matter how much hard work I put in, the reality is it doesn't matter. If it weren't for the fans, I would not be there. This dude is canceling a sold-out show that's been sold out for months. He's canceling it last minute so that he can watch he can watch a college basketball game because it means more to him to do what he wants to do than it means uh, to do what's right by the fans. Now, this is the same dude that did not cancel shows when his entire band had COVID, by the way. But basketball... Absolutely. Now, I could be biased and M. First of all, I don't like rednecks, but that's just me. Uh, and and I, I'm also not a big sports fan. I am not an end-all, be-all sports fan. I have said for years that I don't understand why people invest so much of their internal energy in sports. I mean, other than just the escapism of something and to feel like you belong to something. But, like, if you're going to do that, why not just do drugs like all the cool people? Like, you could just... And I'm not advocating drugs, so please don't take that out of context. But I'm also not advocating sports. I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, I've always thought that a dude that's wearing another dude's name on the back of his shirt, I think it's his girlfriend. I thought that's how that worked. I I don't know. <laughs> like, I thought, maybe not, but I thought that that's how that worked. I just, I find it funny that people take so much of their own energy and put it in to sports teams right multi-million dollar athletes uh playing sports they would much rather turn their attention to something like the, the the final four or march madness in general than say like a real contest going on in russia and ukraine like that's you know what that's a way better sport if you want to if you, you want to know it all like that that is the sport to watch because people were all big about Jersey City's Saint Peter's Paul's can't remember um, whatever that Cinderella team was from Jersey City uh, I gotta tell you you know at the start of this war so uh, russia Russia was seated like number three in the world Ukraine I don't even think was ranked and here they are in the finals. You know what I'm saying? I'm, just, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I'm just saying, like, there's actual real contests I would be much more interested in. And I've never understood the the absolute fascination with sports that people seem to have. And that's okay. Like, I don't need to. And that's not what this conversation is about. If that's your thing, do your thing. I, I love soccer. I love coaching the girls and stuff like that. But to be perfectly honest... I'm missing Hurricanes practice tomorrow night just so I can go do this show. And I am no Eric Church, and this sucker did not sell out. And it's funny, actually. I read just one of the comments. I, seriously, in this day and age where people are just so ballsy on their keyboards, like it's kind of interesting to to read uh, comments. I told you like the funniest thing in the News 12 Instagram feed is just the comments of the dumbest, dumbest people on Long Island commenting dumb, dumb shit. Um, but, yeah, this is, um, here's one of the comments. Quote, $800 airfare for two from Miami to Austin, $950 car rental. I got to see that car. Uh, $500 a night hotel on the river in San Antonio, $2,000 for two front-row tickets, second time, all for not. By the way, good luck. I mean, good good job on an Eric Church fan using not and using it correctly. A third Twitter user wrote, Quote, I hope North Carolina wins for your sake. I'm beyond disappointed. Damn, bro. Other users appreciated Church's candidness with one person tweeting, kudos to Eric Church for being upfront about canceling the show to watch his heels in the Final Four. Could have easily come up with a bullshit excuse. I have news for you. It is a bullshit excuse. Like, it... It's a real one, but it's still a bullshit excuse. And I, I could do you one better because my, I thought about this and I was like, this is bananas. This is completely ridiculous. Like, yeah. Tell, tell Eric Church he owes $460 for my hotel in San Antonio. <laughs> Eric Church didn't cancel when his whole band had COVID, but did for a basketball game. Yeah, man, this is bullshit. Pissing off your fans. I hope they never go see you again. I truly do. And honestly, like I was giving it some thought and I was wondering like what I would do in that situation. Like let's say the only way I could possibly put this into any sort of like perspective in my life, something that's that important to me, would be like if my Hurricanes all of a sudden made like the World Cup, right? And their game was going to be like Friday night and I was playing a sold out show in Madison Square Garden. Now, I realize that every single thing I just said is a huge reach, and that's cool. I get it. But let's just suspend disbelief for a minute, right? Sold-out show Madison Square Garden. My Hurricanes somehow made it to the World Cup. I mean, they barely beat Plainview Old Beth Page last week, but again, disbelief. Suspension. Say they're doing that, and the game is going to be on right during my show. I guess they're playing in Asia somewhere. The worst... The absolute worst that would happen is that I would take the stage with my band and play the show. However, I reserve the right to have those big jumbotrons, I'd probably have the game on. Yep, I could have the game on, still do the show, and I will say, anytime there's a corner kick or a PK, we're stopping whatever song we're in the middle of and we can all watch it together. And I think that that would be a much more enjoyable experience. Dude, if he did one song and then stopped to check in on the game and watch some of the replays and stuff, love that. You could do an entire concert in the co- in the commercials, I'm sure. You have to watch the whole thing. Put it on your little monitor up front. How many people would come see us, Masked with Greg Garden, while I'm playing the World Cup on the Jumbotron? And I'll just stop to comment every now and then. I'm going to give you a full show. You're not wasting any of your time. If I have to play late, I'll play late. I'm doing the set. I'm doing the set. Because at my low-level station, uh, right now with my band where I am as a B-minus national, I care more about my fans than Eric Church does. Just saying. I also don't want to be that guy and point out the fact that um, we knew the date of this game. We knew the date of this game forever ago, right? It's not like they just like, oh, crap, we need a stadium and a date. We knew the date. We knew it was the second. We knew the finals was going to be the second of April. If you're such a big Tar Heels fan, maybe you should have bet on them and taken the night off. But you didn't, did you, Dickus? Eric Church, Dickhead of the Week. All right. Oh, man. So, I realize I'm running out of time for the top 20, and that kind of happens, but... We should probably take a minute and just talk about uh, what happened at the Oscars, seeing as everybody else uh, has been talking about what happened at the Oscars. I I thought, I thought, <laughs> I, was on, I was on some solid ground thinking that Will Smith was 105% in the wrong. Uh, my stance since the time I was yo big has been like, you don't meet words with violence. I definitely struggled with a lot of that when I was learning it. Uh, in, in like elementary school, I used to get into fights all the time. I used to get into fights all the time mainly because I would lip off because I was a wise ass. I was also a pretty not disturbed but troubled kid. I had a bunch of stuff going on in my family for a lot of years, and I took that kind of stuff out and people. Uh, I was also a bigger kid, so I was a target, um, and I would fight often uh, because of stuff I would say, and I just believe that I don't think I'll ever, I hope I'll never, uh, meet, uh, words with violence again, because I think it's completely the wrong thing to do. I think people saying what they want and being able to express themselves is important. I think the only time I would put up uh, an exception for that is if somebody's words are, I'm coming over there and kick your ass, and I feel like that is about as physical as words can get. So I think that that might deserve a response or at least a defensive posture. You know, plus so many people are talking about like what's funny and what's not funny and I don't think it really matters, you know. He didn't, like, Chris Rock didn't say to Jada, like, anything, like, insulting to her. and He wasn't like, you're a B, you're a C, you're a D, E, F, G, L, M, N, O, P. He didn't say any of those things. He was actually just saying a joke, basically, because that's what he was getting paid to do. Uh, I could even make a bigger argument if he was really threatening to the woman or really, really insulting to the woman, like like said, like, you know, dropping like the bc or d bombs or whatever not the diesel bomb but you know he didn't he didn't go into any of the stuff that i didn't even know about jada Pinkus smith until the world decided to share it all with me over the over the week he didn't do any of that he made an offhanded joke better better hair and people took great offense to that you know you can take offense all you want like you really can like this whole world and this whole society is—if the past five years have taught me anything—it's that people can and will take offense to absolutely anything they want. And this is not a left problem. This is not a right problem. I mean, these are people that like—you know—I mean, the whole—the whole half a decade has really been like, "Well, you don't like what I say? Well, you're a snowflake." Like, really? First of all, you're name-calling just because somebody doesn't disagree with somebody doesn't agree with you, which is which is bananas. I mean, like, so much stuff that people do is just based on the stuff that we've been witnessing over the past couple of years. And I will say that I am beyond shocked at how many people actually came to Will Smith's defense. Like people that I know, including my own sister. I mean she she was she was pretty vocal or adamant about the fact that, you know, she thought Chris Rock and Will Smith were both wrong, and I don't think Chris Rock was wrong at all. I think he's a comedian. He was paid to do his job. Like whether or not you like the joke, that's kinda on you. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know anything about Jada Pinkett Smith. The only thing I really know about her is that she's married to Will Smith and she ruined the second Matrix movie. But that's my opinion. Like, that's probably the joke I would have gone with. I thought it was funny, and I actually defended it to, to my sister saying that, yo, he, he called up a, a, a movie, an Oscar reference to an A-list actor, apparently, or at least world famous uh, act, actress in, in um in Jada Pinkett Smith, and he made a joke about a movie that was so awful that the only thing anybody remembers about it is that Demi Moore, another A-list actress or actor, shaved her head for it, right? That's the only thing anybody can tell you about G.I. Jane, because it was that bad of a movie. So I thought it was timely, I thought it was topical, and I actually thought it was funny. Whether or not it's hurtful or insulting, I guess that's for everybody to decide for themselves. I mean, I I don't know what to tell you, man. I've been... I've had jokes made at my expense my entire life, like my name, my weight, like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever anybody's wanted to do. Like, it just it sucks and I don't like it. But like, is it something that I'm going to meet with violence? No, of course not. You know, aside from the fact that half the people that are just like, yeah, you absolutely have to bitch slap somebody that insults your wife. Half the people that are saying that I know are shit husbands (laughs) and say shit stuff about their wife all the time. All the, their wives all the time. I mean, it's just the society we live in. Like, you can't degrade women and then defend them. Like, I mean, obviously you can, but like, you know, I'm not going to take anything you have to offer seriously if that's, you're your going to be your big stance on things. I mean, that's just, it's just, it's just kind of bananas. It's, it's kind of ridiculous that anybody would actually think that that was okay. I just... I just I'm 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 shocked. I and I don't know who in my listening audience thinks that it was okay to do that, that thinks that defending your woman is something you need to do. I mean like yeah, man, just leave. Like don't be there, walk out, whatever. And yeah, you can be there, but like you need to understand, like if you're going to a comedy show and you're gonna be sitting, like kinda of presently up front, like yeah, the comics, that's kinda of their job. They do audience work, they do crowd work, the best comics in the world. And, you know, anybody that's telling me that they don't think the joke is funny, I'd like to remind them that Chris Rock is one of the most accomplished accomplished comedians of my lifetime. He's probably one of the funniest people on the planet. So I am going to defer to him when it comes to comedy and not some douchebag on Facebook that tells me I don't think the joke was funny. Because, honestly, nobody gives a shit what you think is funny. Because Chris Rock is a professional comedian, and you're just some keyboard warrior spouting out your opinions on an old, dated social media platform. So so I'm going to listen to Chris. Plus, I want to point out one final thing about this. Apparently, this was a whole big public thing that people knew about, Jada Pinkett Smith, with her alopecia and her infidelity and all that other stuff. Sounds to me like kind of a target, right? She went out out in the world and told everybody her problems and spilled her entire purse over like Ally Sheedy did in The Breakfast Club, and people are going to talk about it. And I would like to point out the very, very simple fact that when you know you've done something like that and you've put a target on your behavior or your persona as a public entity, if she wanted to keep it private, she could have kept her mouth shut. She didn't. She put it out there. It's a public thing. It's it's, it's and She's a public, she's a public figure, right? That's how we define them. And so all that information was out. She was going to be sitting in line of sight with a very very talented and and, and topical comedian. And knew all that going in, and it was more important for Will Smith to be there in case he won his award than it was to not be there and protect his wife from that scrutiny. And that is something that's completely getting lost. Because if you really cared about your wife and keeping her kind of safe like that... You would never have put her in that position in the first place. That's why, Mr. Smith, you are a piece of shit, and I hope you get punished for it. I hope you get punished severely. I hope you're kicked out of the the, the academy. I hope they take your Oscar away, and I hope you're ashamed of yourself because you're an asshole. Speaking of assholes, I have a lot more to say later on in the show, but for right now, let's have something good.